you guys. What's up? This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in to Off the Bench. Today is Wednesday, September the 9th. This is episode 997, you guys. We are three days three days away from my 1,000th podcast episode, and we're going to party. So get ready, because we're going to give stuff away. And in the meantime, we're going to spend this episode talking about homeschooling. So if you're new to homeschooling, or if you've been pandemic schooling and you think that's homeschooling, I'm going to encourage the socks off of you today. My friend, uh, author Trisha Goyer is here and we're going to talk all things homeschooling. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today, you guys. A couple things before we jump into it. You know we are right at the very, very beginning of a brand new Bible study at Mom Strong International. That kicked off on Monday. So we're only two days into it. You can still jump in and join us. We are walking our way through uh, the book of First Peter. Super excited about that. It's really well-timed for what's happening in the culture right now. And then starting in October, we're going to begin to talk about the book of Revelation. So I'm excited about that. Lots and lots of you over there with us right now. Check it out. And if you haven't already joined the scripture writing challenge, you can join that community. It's just two bucks a month. It gives you copy work for your kids, all kinds of amazing things for your kids to do. And then for $6 more, you can get the full meal deal, including the Kids Strong Bible Study, and you can uh, become a leader and start a MomStrong group in your neck of the woods. So check it out at MomStrongInternational.com. I'm so excited today, you guys, because uh, a dear friend of mine's back on the show. I haven't actually seen her in a while. Thank you, Rona. But she's back on the show with me today, and we're going to talk about homeschooling and just encourage you guys uh, based on, I know a lot of you listening right now are going, what in the world am I doing this for? How do I do it? Uh, how am I going to survive? How can I cook dinner and still homeschool my kids? And so Trisha Goyer's on the show with me today and we're going to kibitz for a bit about homeschooling. Hey, my friend, welcome back to the show. Hey, Heidi. It's so get glad to chat with you. I know we were supposed to meet up like three or four times this year. So we're going to have to figure out how to do it this way. <laughs> I know. I was thinking R is for Rona and ruin everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we can connect though now. It's wonderful. Well, you have been homeschooling for a long time uh, and you've been homeschooling. We're going to talk about, so today we're just going to hit on homeschooling and we're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to talk about special needs homeschooling uh, because you've done all of those things. And how long have you been homeschooling? Okay. So our oldest is 31. Um, and we started so homeschooling when he was five. So it's like 26 years there of homeschooling. Okay. And my youngest is nine. So uh, it's just going to be like a lifetime career here. Just Well, you and I are in the same boat because my oldest turns 30 uh, in a week. And my youngest is also nine. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> we've been doing it around the same time. <laughs> we've been at this for a little while. I bet that you're getting like I am lots of phone calls from people that live in your area and stuff who are brand new to homeschooling and they didn't necessarily want to do it, but because of COVID, they've been kind of forced into it. What's the number one question you're getting from people right now? Um, the number one thing is people are wanting to know how they're going to take care of all these kids, homeschool them um, all together and get anything done in their lives. <laughs> and I think so many times, uh, and I think this is the one thing I always tell people you know, they have maybe kids at three different grades and how am I going to handle all these different curriculums? And the number one thing I tell them is do as much as you can all together. Um, yes. you know, so currently we have, I have three high schoolers at home and then I have a fourth, fifth and sixth grader. I'm doing so many read out louds, doing science activities together, all these things. And we don't need to order, and as you probably know this, a whole curriculum for each level. And I think 
because public schools, private schools, they have first grade, second grade, third grade, they think that kids can only learn at that level, which I read books that are meant to be for the homeschoolers, you know, missionary stories and stuff to all my kids. And my, my little nine-year-old totally gets it, understands it and follow along. Totally. We learned science projects. Um, one of my daughters was dissecting a frog. All the little kids are like all looking around and seeing what she's doing. So we can do as much of it together. So I think that's one of the things I think people are worried about, like how can they manage? Because a teacher in a classroom has one teacher for all these different grades, but really we can do a lot of it, all the kids together. Yeah, it's true. And honestly, you are teaching when you teach to the oldest child. I love that you said the little ones are are watching. They really do kind of come along. You know, I mean, you talk about reading missionary stories, which I've talked about here at the podcast a ton. You read a good book and the kids are sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for the next thing to happen. And it's amazing what those little ones are picking up. Thank you so much. And I think sometimes we think, well, it's not their reading level. Well, I'm reading out loud. <laughs> so they can, they can completely follow along, even which we'll talk more about special needs tomorrow. Even my special needs kids, when they that um, speech therapist did a vocabulary test with them, she said their vocabulary is higher than any kids at their grade level that she's ever done. And that comes from me reading out loud books that are, you know, high school level to their older siblings. And they're sitting there playing Legos and they're totally picking it up. So I think so many times, we, I mean, first of all, we have to like get our mind out of the classroom. Like this is the way they do things there. And really thinking about how can I help my kids enjoy learning and have fun. And I think another thing I talk about is if there's a worksheet and there's 20 questions on it. And, you know, I, I get emails almost every day. My kid's fighting with me for 30 minutes because they don't want to sit down. I'm like, don't have them sit down and answer the questions. Ask them out loud or have them tell you about what they learned. In public schools or, or Christian schools, they have to be able to look at a paper. They have all these 25, 30 students. They have to see if the child knows it. If your child's sitting across the table or sitting next to you on the couch can explain what they just learned or tell you something about it, do not have them sit down and fight with them to write all the answers to those those questions. It's just completely not necessary. Yeah, no, that's totally right. And you're going to find that it's relationship building. I mean, so mm-hmm. much of what we what we did in school was busy work, and you yes. can avoid that. You don't have to do busy work because you don't have you know thirty kids that you're trying to school right now. You just have you just have your children. So for me, the most I ever schooled was seven. And people would be like, how did you do that? And I always tell them, you know what? I taught to the oldest yeah, child. And really, exactly. there's just a couple of, of of topics that are really individualized, right? Obviously, you know, you're going to have to teach them to read and, and teach them to write. But man, most of it can be done really with that one room schoolhouse approach. And, and that's what they did years ago, you know, Little House on the Prairie. They were all in the same classroom. Different levels would come up and say what they memorized, but they were all in there together. And you know, those younger kids were picking up what the older students were doing yep. too. And they, they learned so much. I think another thing, another question that I get a lot is what about accreditation and so many emails and Facebook messages and Instagram messages and what's a good accredited curriculum? Well, you do not need accredited curriculum for, well, really any grade level. Um, yep. I've had four go on to college, community college, private Christian college, public um, state college, and I made a little transcript right on my computer, put their grades in, signed my name yep. as principal, every single one of them in two different states, four, three different types of colleges. They all took my transcript. And so I think so many times we worry about if it's not going to be good enough, but really I've never had a problem with that. So don't feel mm-hmm. like you have to find an accredited curriculum that's going to charge you a ton of money and keep track of all of that. Really find things that your kids enjoy 
and then kind of even go off their natural talents and gifts. So one of my daughters is super crafty. She loves anything crafty. I got her a kit for making soap. Well, all of a sudden she's like, can we sell this on Etsy? Um, And I'm like, well, let's work on a business plan. So we're sitting down, we're writing the cost of her expenses. We're, you know, writing down, how can we sell it? How can we package it? This is something she's in fifth grade. (laughs) We are going to launch a little online store for her talking about budgeting. This is not a curriculum that I bought, but this is something I'm just doing because she loves it because she's enjoying it. And she's going to be able to learn a lot just from things that she is doing and enjoying in everyday life that we can kind of turn into school without her even realizing it. Yeah. And honestly, you got a little entrepreneur on your hands. So you can train her to be, you know, I was just talking to my friend Connie on the phone earlier this morning and we were saying how amazing it is that the, that most of the successful people that we know didn't even go to college. They're entrepreneurs. They're just people with a good idea. And then they just worked and worked and worked and worked and worked until they could build something around that idea. And so whenever we see that in our kids, you know, you really want to, you really want to promote it and kind of give them the tools that they need, which is a huge part of homeschooling. It's just giving them access to those tools. What do you say to the mom who is just going, I can't, my kids don't respect me. This is a big one. I get this all the time. Moms will say, I'm not used to uh, being my child's teacher. They don't see me as the teacher. They don't respect me. I could hardly get my kids to do their homework when they brought them home from school. How am I going to teach them? What do you say to that mom? Well, I think one of the things they, you know, put on their teacher hat and then think that they need to act the teacher role and their kids need to sit there and listen. And I've fallen into this before. You know, we adopted kids and we brought them from public school, which they'd been in before we adopted them. And all of a sudden I'm trying to get into teacher mode. I realized like I actually need to be mom and enjoy the relationship time. So I think even for a season, put aside the books, maybe just pick up a couple of really good readers that you can read out loud and then play board games, you know, make Play-Doh. I mean, do fun stuff, enjoy the time together. You don't have to be the strict teacher with the ruler pounding on the table. Um, Build the relationship first. And when you do that, when you can spend time together, when you're having fun together, then you can say, hey, why don't we try this project? Or why don't we do this? It's not like you have to sit down and be the teacher. Your mom, Mm -hmm. who is getting your kids to love learning, to have fun together. Um, And so even when we start our new year, when I have all these piles of books, I'll pick a couple things and then think of what are some other fun things that we can do in the day that get them excited about it instead of this whole list of things that they have to get done and no one is happy about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's half the battle too, is just getting your kids excited about, about it. When they, when you go to pick curriculum, I'm always telling moms, you know, find something that, that, makes your heart sing mm-hmm. when you look and go, this is really cool. Because if you just go, you know, off of the recommendations of other people or you go off of recommendation, one of the things that really bothers me about the whole accreditation thing, and frankly, I think some of the larger homeschool organizations have really hurt homeschooling in this, not not hurt homeschooling in the sense that they've set it back, but they, I think that they've hurt homeschool moms inadvertently because we think that we have to do this big accredited you know, this big, massive program. And so their moms are buying this stuff and it's an immediate burden. Exactly. And I can see it on their faces. Mm-hmm. They buy it and all of a sudden they're like, they're homeschooling from, you know, eight o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night, five days a week. And then they burn out after the first month and a half and they wonder why they're burned out. And I'm like, well, it's because you're following somebody else's good idea for you. Yeah. And instead of yeah. coming to the Lord. I always say the curriculum, whatever curriculum you have, it's a guide, not your boss. Um, and so if you're moving through something and your kids are not clicking with it, if it's way over their heads, you could push it to the side. You could do it another time. You could come yeah. back to it maybe later. 
um, and really think about like, what will my kids get excited about now and, and look into doing that. And I think once we stop looking at, okay, this is this whole curriculum and we need to finish this throughout the whole year and just say, what can we get done today? What can we do in a fun and enjoyable way and do that? Your kids will learn. And I think it helps us, Heidi, too. We do have older kids that have gone on. They're successful. You know, I have mm-hmm. one that was 23 when she started teaching at a university in Europe. Um, and, you know, I never finished the curriculum. <laughs> we never right. got every no. single thing done right. ever. And they still turned out okay. They they love God. They love to learn. Um, They're adventurous. Like, you know, they love life. And we did not sit there the after day and fight over trying to get all this work done because I have actually written curriculum before and they've said, mm-hmm. okay, you need this, you need this lesson, this memory thing, <laughs> do this activity. It wasn't like I was sitting there doing it with my kids and writing it down. Someone mm-hmm. gave me an assignment and we had to remember that the curriculum writers, as well-meaning as they are, and there's a lot of curriculum writers that I love and care about, as well-meaning as they are, um, we need to think of our own families, our own kids, what will work for them. And sometimes we'll miss stuff. I remember driving my son to his first year of our state college. Um, and, and I realized on the way there, I never taught him how to do a five paragraph essay. And I'm like, Nathan, you can <laughs> on, his not, way to college. on his way to college. Uh, I, he, I, I needed the car that day so he couldn't take it. So I'm like, Nathan, I cannot take you to college. Like we need to go home. I need to teach you how to do a five paragraph essay. He's like, mom, I think I'll be okay. And I'm uh, like, but I forgot to teach you because he's a, a visual learner. He did a lot of, um, video courses and he loves like the super intricate science videos that he would watch and we never like sat down and wrote an essay and so I picked him up after college I'm like Nathan what did you do in your English class he's like mom guess what she was teaching us how to do a five paragraph essay (laughs) and his writing was so well because we did a lot of creative writing that they invited him to tutor upperclassmen in the writing center that fall his very first semester at college and so there will be things we miss. We're not going to hit everything, but if mm-hmm. we get kids and we're teaching them how to learn, we're giving them these foundations, then when they go into college, they will be okay. And I've seen that with our four adult kids that are in college, so two are in college, two are out of college, they did okay. Um, and even if they're in public school or private school, again, they're not going to hit everything, every single thing. Yeah. There will be holes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's good for moms. Just to, when I went to college, there were holes in my education. Right. And there will be holes. Like, I just think it's so important to realize when you're teaching your kids uh, reading, writing and arithmetic. You know, I think after what the first 20 years of homeschooling, I began to realize that math had had precious little to do with the reason why I homeschooled right. my kids. Yeah. Right. Grammar's great. Uh, but I'm not homeschooling my kids so they'll have a shot at a high SAT score, although that's a nice side benefit. I'm not homeschooling them to feel good about mm-hmm. myself. I'm not doing it so I can say that I did it. Good grief, right? Uh, I'm not homeschooling for prestige or accolades from our kids. We're doing it so our kids will walk with the Lord. Absolutely. And, and parents, if you can keep your eye on the ball, I mean, for for goodness sake, let's look what's happening and it's being completely exposed right now. Thank you, Rona. Uh, it's being completely exposed that our kids are being indoctrinated in, in the school systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. You guys, this is an incredible, precious opportunity. This is an incredible, incredible time for parents. And I think we're seeing a lot of parents 
uh, their eyes are being opened. They're going, wait a second. And now my kid's at home and you guys, can, you'll burn out if you don't keep your eyes on the prize of what re, what's really, really important. So I really quickly, Trisha, if you're going to, um, I know how I would do it. Maybe you and I will do it differently. So let's, let's see. So if you're going to tell mom, here's what you got to do. So you're coming into the homeschool, you know, this is your very first year in homeschooling. Maybe it's your second year or your third year, but you just need a little bit of help. If you're going to write out a little uh, like a plan, a daily plan for them, what sort of would it look like? Okay. And this is what, based on what I do, which um, we have six kids and this has worked great. And I've done it for years. We always start with Bible study and prayer scripture writing. Um, just have that as the foundation of our day. And, you know, we took kids again, we adopted older kids from public school. They did not want to sit there and listen to me read the Bible to them. They're like, this is stupid. You know, this is when they first, they first came home. Um, and I did it anyway. So it's okay. I'm like, they, those seeds will be planted. So spend that time in God's word right from the beginning. Then I always read a missionary story. And you and I both love the youth with the mission missionary stories. We always read that aloud. Yes. Pick yep. maybe one good historical novel, a couple of good, uh, you know, Christian science books. You could do that with all your kids together. And then at the end, individually, they could do some math and some writing at that level. But really, from 8.30 till noon is all we do, and we are done. And then that's when we're making soap in the afternoon and doing other things. So really think yeah. about what are some good books that I can read and do with all my kids. And then, again, individually, they could do their math and their writing or their language. But figure out as much as you can do together and always start with the Word of God first. Mm, it's so important. It's so important. And and I honestly, uh, that's going to be the thing that you're going to be tempted to get rid of, mm-hmm. right? Because you're going to feel like I got to do math or we got to jump into history or whatever it is. Take the time. It's so worth it. And those stories, those missionary stories, I mean, for goodness sake, we've read so many of them over the years, you know, Gladys Allward, George Mueller, Corey Ten Boom. I can think of so many that just yes. come to my mind. Those books and that time that we spent with our kids reading to them literally changed their lives. Oh, absolutely. It changed the course of their lives because they had a vision for something beyond reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah, we read Gladys Alward and my daughter, who's 28 now and is a missionary in the Czech Republic. She was oh. eight or nine and she says, Bobby, I want to be a missionary. And it's adorable when they're eight yeah. and nine. And, that, and then she did it. She's in Europe. She's lived there for seven years. In fact, wow. she, was, she was finally able to come home. She's here right now with her little girl. They were able to fly. I'm so excited. So we have them here for a month. But, but those stories, it's making an eternal difference, not only for my daughter, but all those mm-hmm. people that she serves on a daily basis back in the Czech Republic. So mm-hmm. it does matter. And even our girls that we adopted, they would say, um, you know, this, we've got to, we're behind in math. And I said, I'd rather have the word of God in your hearts than you know all these algebraic equations. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Yeah. And, and take that time. Yeah, it's so important. I think too, whenever I talk to new new moms are coming into, I always tell them, you got to think like a teacher. So like mm-hmm. I'll write out my kids' names onto a spreadsheet or a piece of paper or whatever. And then underneath their names, I write what we'd like to do that year. Um, like, and I'll talk to my kids. What do you guys want to yes. learn about? Do you want to do world history? Do we want to, you know, uh, what kind of science do we want to talk about? And then I'll usually, so if, if it's um, Sydney's name, like Sydney, I, you know, I'd write Sydney's name and underneath it, I'd write, okay, math, uh, writing, science, grammar. What is what are we going to do for those things to cover those subjects? And then what I'm what I'm doing is I'm teaching to the oldest child because whatever mm-hmm. I say I'm going to do with Sydney, I'm going to do with the with the younger ones as, as well. And that's how I will decide on the curriculum. So right next to that subject, I might put down some names of things I was considering, you know, science notebooks or something like that. And then you can come up with a schedule 
and then you can start to kind of get organized. But it's good to have those things in place and have a plan, right? Because you, you kind of, you, you need a plan, right? Absolutely. And we have a whiteboard at the beginning of the week, usually on Sunday afternoon. I'll just write up, okay, these are some books we're going to read, a project we're going to do. And, and they like to see that there. Um, and they like to know what's next and what's coming. And they like to prepare and I like to prepare. And it does help so much. Just It takes maybe 30 minutes on a Sunday afternoon to just write that up there and put all the books on the table ready for Monday morning. And we're good to go. And it does help. Um, and, you know, instead of waking up and like, oh, my goodness, I have all these kids. And what am I going to teach them? We already know the right. plan that we have. Right, right. And it's so important just to be able to say, hey, this is uh, this is where we're going. And then if you get derailed, it's OK. It's OK. And you're uh, making a choice. Um, yeah. You know, if you're and we started reading a book about um, the gold rush. And I realized my kids didn't have any idea what we we're talking about. So then we went to YouTube and watched people gold mining and learned about California. And that's mm -hmm. all learning. Like it's going to take us maybe twice as long to read that book as we had planned, but they are having fun. We ordered a gold pan. <laughs> we're going to go in the oh ditch by our house. We're not, there's not going to be any gold in the ditch by my house, but we're going to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and, and they're going to remember it. That's and what's they're going to remember it. Yeah. They're going to remember it. Uh, Trisha Goyer, you are a treasure. You're doing some stuff to help new homeschoolers. You've got a course out. Tell us about it. Yeah, I did a course. Um, it's 13 videos. It's 10 about, you know, homeschool laws, how to choose a curriculum, this very stuff we're talking about, how to homeschool multiple kids at once, how to work from home while homeschooling. You know, I write books, you write books, we're doing these things while homeschooling right. our kids. Um, and it's at homeschoolsuccesscourse.com, the 13 videos, a workbook and a planner, um, all for $47. So really, I'm just trying to help people get their toes wet in homeschooling and yeah, give them yeah. my best tips so they don't get overwhelmed. I love it. I love it. And so where can they find that one more time? And I'll link back to yeah. it today also. Homeschoolsuccesscourse.com. Homeschoolsuccesscourse.com. That is awesome. Will you come back with me tomorrow and let's talk specifically about uh, homeschooling special needs kids? Let's do it. Awesome. Thanks, Tricia. For more information on Tricia Goyer, uh, please go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the show notes and you will find the links to this course. I hope it's encouraging for you. Also, I'm going to put a bunch of links to things that I have written over the years. Uh, best tips on getting organized, that kind of thing. So you guys are so much out there. Don't feel overwhelmed. You can do it. I know that that's Trisha's heart to just encourage you that you can do this thing. And not only can you do it, but you can thrive at it. So be encouraged today, you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.